0: So carrying on then with Surah Al-Ghashiyah. We've done so far two lectures on it, two sections of it. And today then we begin the third section of it where we got up to, which was the ayat in the section beginning from Afalayan Zuruna illal ibili keifa hulekat, Wa ila sama i keifa rufiat, Wa ilal jibali keifa nusibet, Wa ilal ardi keifa sute This section we were doing last time, we completed the first ayah of this section Afalayan Zuruna illal ibili keifa hulekat. Do they not look at the camels how they were created? We also spoke about وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ And at the heaven how it was raised. And we got to the ayah وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ And at the mountains how they are rooted and fixed firm. This is the part that we are on now. Do they not look at the camels, how they are created? And at the heaven, how it is raised? And at the mountains, how they are rooted and fixed firm? As Sheikh al says here, هَذِهِ الْجِبَالُ الْعَظِيمَةِ التي تحمل الصخور والقطع المسجاورات المتباينات الجبال مكونة من أحجار كثيرة وأنواع كثيرة فيها المعادن المتنوعة وهي مسجاورة ومع ذلك تجد مثلا هذا الخط في وسط الصخر تَجِدُهُ يَشْتَمِلْ عَلَى مَعَادٍ لَا تُوْجَدُ فِي مَا قَرُبَ مِنْهُ مِنْ هَذَا صَخْرٍ وَيَعْرِذُ هَذَا عُلَمَاء طَبَقَاتِ الْأَرْضِ الْجِيُولُجِيَةِ Here, as Shaykh Al-Athameen says then, these great mountains, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now mentioning here, a sign, all of these signs, at the camel, how it was created. At the heavens, how they are raised. And now at the mountains. This is a sign to look at these great and tremendous mountains that exist. So Asheikh al says, These tremendous mountains that have within them all of these different types of rocks. They are made up of all different forms and types of rocks in them. And they have all different types of materials within them, different components within them of the different types of rocks and ground. And he says, it is amazing that you could take a rock from the mountain a piece of rock from the mountain and within that you would find certain elements that you would not find in a rock taken out from the mountain just nearby it somewhere. Such is the variety within the mountains of the rocks and the types of rocks that exist. And he says this is known by the scholars or the uh, uh, Those who are specialists in geology, those who are specialists in geology, and they look at these affairs and the mountains and the layers of those mountains that they are made up of. وَكَيْفَ نَصَبَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ الْجِبَالِ الْعَظِيمَةِ And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised up these huge and tremendous mountains if you look at the mountains that they talk about now on earth Mount Everest Mount Everest almost 30,000 feet 29,000 feet that is almost where airplanes fly airplanes fly at 30,000 feet 35,000 feet and Mount Everest is at 29,000 feet You have the mountains, others besides them, K2 as they call it, 28,000 feet. Huge mountains that exist, so huge that to climb these mountains these days, the expeditions that go to climb onto Everest and these places, these expeditions from what I believe, they take two months. Two months or three months or four months, months because you have to go to a certain level Then stay there for a while to acclimatize because the higher you go, the lower the oxygen and it takes a long time and how many people die trying to get to the top of the mountain they cannot do it. How many people they die attempting to reach the top and they do not reach it. These are the tremendous and great mountains that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon this earth so keifa nasaballahu hathihil jibbal al-azimah wa nasabaha jalla wa ala bihazal artifaa li takuna rawasiya fi al-ard li tamida tamida nas lawla anna Allah azza wa jalla khalaq hathihil jibbala lamadatil ard bi ahlihaa so then the Shaykh, he says that these tremendous and huge mountains, they have been placed as pegs, as though they are like pegs in the ground to keep the ground stable and fixed in place like pegs, to keep the ground stable and fixed in place. And was it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the mountains in this way, that they are like pegs, stabilizing the ground and fixing it in place, then otherwise the ground would have moved around, because the ground, it is in the middle of water. The earth surrounded by water, the, all the land mass, all of the land mass of the earth is surrounded by the huge oceans and the water. And so the Shaykh says, was it not for these mountains stabilizing the ground uh, like pegs? Then that ground would have moved around within the water that it sits. Falma biha Water surrounds all of the land masses from every side wama dhannuka bikurah taj'alha fi wasat ma' sawfa tataharrak wa tatturb wa tatdahraj ahyanan wa tanqalib ahyanan sheikh as imagine you get some type of ball and you put it into uh, uh some water that, item, ball, whatever it is that you put into the water, then that ball will move around in the water, it will move around in the water, maybe it will flip over in the water, it will not be stable. That ball that you put into the water will not stay stable and fixed in one place, it will move around. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made these mountains uh, like pegs that, that take a hold of the ground and stabilize it. Just like the pegs that you have to stabilize a tent. When you set up a tent you require those pegs to stabilize that tent and keep it in place. Then likewise these mountains are like these pegs stabilizing the ground and keeping it fixed and firm in place. Uh, وهي راسية ثابتة على ما يحصل في الأرض من العواصير العظيمة التي تهدم المباني التي بناها آدميون لكن هذه الجبال لا تتزحزح راسية لو جاءت العواصير العظيمة بل إن من- نعم says look at these like uh, huge storms that occur and the physical buildings that mankind have built, they are taken down by these storms. They are taken down in the storms and they come buildings, they collapse and roofs, they collapse. And people die in thousands sometimes. All the structures and buildings, they collapse in these heavy storms. And yet the sheikh says, these mountains, they do not move. The strength of the storm, whatever it may be that Allah decrees, Yet the mountains are not shaken, the mountains do not move, even if it is the greatest and most powerful of the storms that Allah decrees. But in fact, not only not only do they not move when these huge storms impact upon them, they actually provide cover from these huge storms. If you are within a mountain range, for example, or in a certain geographical location with mountains, those mountains may be a means of protection from the strong winds and from the strength of the storm, perhaps destroying everything on the other side of the mountain, but protecting this side of the mountain. So these mountains, not only are they stable themselves, but they are even a means of protection that Allah has decreed that is, from the benefits of them. أو من غير <الْبِأْنَعْم> So, the mountains, they protect from the storms that build over uh, the oceans. And then they move on, onto land. Or other types of storms that may build from other than the ocean, from the land itself. وهذا شيء مُشاهد تجد الذين في الجبال وتحتها في الأرض تجدهم في مأمن من الرياح العظيمة التي تأتي من خلف الجبل. So the Sheikh says there's a big difference between somebody who is at the foot of the mountain. If you're at the foot of the mountain, you're protected from the high winds. And everybody knows if you climb up a tall tower, at the top of the tower, it is extremely windy up there. But when you're down on the ground, it is nowhere near as windy. So the people who are at the foot of the mountains, then they, are, uh, they receive some level of protection uh, from the storms and the winds that are behind the mountain. فَفِيهَا فَوَائِدْ عظيمة So there are these tremendous and great benefits in this. وهي لَوْ أَنَّ الْخَلْقَ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضَعُوا سِلْسِلَةً مثل هذه مِنَ الْجِبَالِ ما استطاعوا الى هذا سبيلا مهما بلغت صناعتهم وقوتهم وقدرتهم طال امدهم فانهم لا يستطيعون ان ياتوا بمثل هذه الجبال and these mountains that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has created mankind even if they all combined combined all of their expertise and their their resources they would not be able to build the likes of these mountains They would not be able to build the likes of these mountains. The highest building they have built right now, the Burj Khalifa, and the one they are building now in Jeddah, a thousand meters high it's going to be, they say. A thousand meters. Whereas these mountains, Everest and others, are 8,000, 9,000 meters high. And not just one, hundreds of them around the world, high mountains So the Shaykh says, if these people, all of them came together with all of their resources, they would not be able to build these mountains. Even if they had all their resources and their time and their abilities, they would not be able to do anything comparable and similar to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created of these mountains. وَقَنْ بعض العلماء إن هذه الجبال راسية في الأرض بمقدار علوها في السماء يعني أن الجبل له جرثومة وجذر في داخل الأرض في عمق يساوي ارتفاعه في السماء وليس هذا ببعيد أن يمكن الله لهذا الجبل في الأرض حتى يكون بقدر ما هو في السماء لألا تزعزعه الرياح some of the, the geolo- you know, the, the, those who are in the field of geology and geography and these types of things, those who are in those fields, the sheikh says, they say that these mountains, the way they are, a thousand meters, two thousand meters, three thousand meters, that they have a similar amount underground too. That if you were to keep digging at the foot of a mountain underground, keep digging, 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 you'd get another 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 meters worth of mountain under the ground as well. That the likes of what is above ground, it continues underground like that too. And the Sheikh said, this is not something far-fetched. That is what they mention in, in geology, etc., the way that the mountains are. And that is not something far-fetched. The Shaykh says that the likes of its height on ground is the same as what it is going into the ground to. It's 5,000 meters high. It's perhaps roughly that much going down into the ground as well. So that it is a firm peg into the ground or like a firm peg in the ground. And so that it can not be disturbed or moved or shaken by the winds and the storms. فَلَيْسَ هَذَا بِبَعِيدٍ أَن يُمَكِّنَ اللَّهُ لِهَذَا الْجَبَلِ فِي الْأَرْضِ حَتَّى يَكُونَ بِقَدْرِ مَا هُوَ فِي السَّمَاءِ So this is not something far-fetched that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would create the mountain to have that kind of depth just as you see its height. So then after that Another one of the signs is mentioned, which is, وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ Sutihat. <سُطِحَت> and do they not look at the earth, how it is outspread? Do they not look at the earth, how it is outspread? How it is laid out, this earth that we are upon وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ سُطِحَتْ انظروا كَيْفَ سَطَّحَ اللَّهُ هذه الْأَرْضَ الْوَاسِعَةِ Look at how Allah subhanahu wa has laid out this earth. Look at how Allah has laid out this earth. وجعلها سَطْحًا وَاسِعًا لِيَتَمَكَّنَ النَّاسُ مِنَ الْعِيشِ فِيهِ And Allah has made it this, this vast, flat expanse. So that the people can live upon it and they can engage in their activities on it. ذلك, by farming and cultivating that land and building on that land this huge outstretched plain of land that Allah has made for the people. Sababan Musattaha يعني مثل الجبال Yurqa لها ويصعد شاقة ولم استقر الناس عليها and so the sheikh says imagine if the earth was not uh, laid out in this way that it is laid out imagine if the earth was not laid out and it was more like the mountains and you didn't have any flat ground and it was all hilly ground everywhere no flat ground Then it would be a great difficulty upon the people A great difficulty And you would not be able to settle and establish yourself Without having any flat ground To do your agriculture And to do your building And uh, structures upon But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it uh, Flat and uh, laid out Plain of land for the people. Wapadistadella Badul Ulama behave hill ayah, ala and al orda lace at Kurawiya. Bel sat hun mumtet. So here this ayah says, Wa il al ordi kayfa suti hat. And do they not look at the earth, how it has been outstretched, how it has been laid out flat. So some of the scholars deduced from this ayah that the earth is flat, that it's a flat earth. Some of the scholars, why are you laughing? You don't like the flat earthers? So some, huh? ah, so some of the scholars, some of the scholars, they deduced from this ayah, because the ayah says, sutihat That it was laid out flat. So some of the scholars, and there are some scholars who take that opinion, they deduced from this ayah that it means the earth is therefore flat. The ayah says it is laid out, outstretched. So therefore that ayah, it seems to indicate the earth is just laid out flat, outstretched. It's a flat earth. That is the opinion of some of the scholars and that's what they deduced from this particular ayah. A shaykh al says though, لَكِنْ هَذَا But this uh, evidence, to use this ayah as an evidence, فِيهِ uh, نَظَرٍ It's like when they say, it's a bit dubious. It's not very clear cut to use this ayah as an evidence. It's not very strong as an evidence to use this ayah to say that it's a flat earth, the Shaykh says. The reason being, he says لِأَنَّ هُنَاكَ ayat تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ كُرَوِيَّةِ Because there are many other ayat that indicate that the earth is actually round Or, or the, the uh, they don't say it's exactly round, but you know what I mean That it's not the flat earth, it's the earth that everybody was taught with as you grew up The, the, the round, spherical earth so some of the scholars, they said there are many other ayat, many other ayat in the Quran that talk about or indicate that the earth is actually a globe. That it's actually a globe. And he says the reality testifies to that. The reality testifies to that, that it is a global shape, not a flat earth. Uh, one of the evidences mentioned, يُكَوِّرُ اللَّيْلَ عَلَى النهار, And التكوير, what does that mean? It tadwir meaning to make round, to make global. وَمَعْلُومٌ أَنَّ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارِ يَتَعَاقَبَانِ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ فَإِذَا كَانَا مُكَوَّرَيْنِي لَزِمَ أَن تَكُونَ الْأَرْضِ مُكَوَّرَةِ So, the day and the night, they alternate on the earth. The day and the night, they alternate around the earth. And so, that would also seem to indicate that it is a global shape to the earth and not a flat earth. And then he mentions other examples as well. Some of them we're going to get to it in fact. Some of the other surahs in Juz'amma later on, there are ayat in them that the scholars have used to say that it's a globe and not uh, a flat earth. There are scholars who've spoken about this and there was something I had. I remember now, now that we came to this topic. Scholars have been asked about this. Many scholars have spoken about this topic of the earth. Is it flat? Is it global? Uh, a sheik al-Athaymin is going to come to it here. He mentions and other scholars have mentioned, Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, that the Jumhur of the scholars are of the opinion. The Jumhur of the scholars are of the opinion that it is a global earth. Uh, and there was a question that was asked to a sheik al-Fawzan. Does the globe shape of the earth So the question is is assuming it's a global earth Does the globe shape of the earth contradict The affirmation of the highness of Allah Because people then upon their logic are going to say If it's a global earth And you're If it's a global earth and Allah is above But you happen to be on the Bottom side of the globe Then people start to work out And use their minds in these weird ways That if Allah is above But you're on that side of the globe then, then, how, then how does that work And where are you And when they talk about the last third of the night How can it be last third of the night Allah descends Everywhere on the globe somewhere It's the last third of the night They start to use this type of logic So somebody asked a Sheikh Al-Fawzan If we basically say It's a globe shaped earth Does that Contradict The affirmation of the Highness of Allah A Shaykh al-Fawzan said By Allah my brother Allah has not Burdened you with researching Into the globe shape of the earth Meaning whether it's a flat earth Or a global earth He says by Allah Allah has not burdened you With researching into that Or The nature of the creation of the earth or the heavens. Like what are they made of and how is the earth and the heavens and going into details of those affairs. He says you have not been burdened with this. This is important because many of the scholars they mention that. This is not an affair. It's not like we have now here just Amma. And we have 300, 200 pages of tafsir and this is a brief one. You have some of the books of Tafsir, 400, 500 pages on Juz Amma. You're not going to write a book 400, 500 pages on whether the earth is round or a globe. That is not a, a, a topic of study to that level or detail. And that's why the Sheikh says, Allah has not burdened you with it. Because too many people, especially when you go onto YouTube and all the social media these days, the flat earth and the global earth and... You could sit there for hours and hours and hours watching those things. And you have wasted your time. You have wasted your time. This religion did not put that burden upon you. The religion did not put the burden upon you to work out if it's a flat earth or a round earth. So now you've worked out it's a flat earth. Or you've worked out it's a globe. So now what? How has that affected your worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is important. It is important. This is what the scholars say. Do not think that you are more intelligent than the scholars. This is what the scholars, they say and they advise. The sheikh, when he was asked, he wasn't even asked whether it's a global earth or or a flat earth. That wasn't even the question to the sheikh here. They didn't even say to the sheikh, sheikh, what's your opinion about this flat earth uh, or, or, or globe earth? They didn't even ask him that. They just said, sheikh, upon the basis that it's a global earth, put that aside, upon that basis, does that negate the highness of Allah? The question was about the highness of Allah. It wasn't really about, give us the details, is it flat or is it a globe? And yet the Shaykh's answer to them was, by Allah my brother, Allah has not burdened you with researching into the global shape of the earth. In another one, uh, and this was a Sheikh Al-Fawzan also, they said to him once, Is the statement that they claim regarding the globe shape of the earth to be acknowledged? Should we believe that basically? Should we believe that it's a global earth or not? So they asked the Sheikh in this one directly Should we believe that it is a global earth or not? Is the statement that they claim regarding the globe shape of the earth to be acknowledged? He said, the globe shape of the earth, al Islam ibn Taymiyyah says, there is a consensus between the scholars upon it. This is witnessed in the movement of the sun and the moon, and, what, uh, and that it rises from the east and sets in the west, and rises upon other people and the other side of the earth. This is something witnessed and there is no doubt. And Shaykh, uh, Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah says, that this has the consensus of the people of knowledge, just as it has been mentioned by Ibn al-Munadi and other than him. So that is what he said when they asked him about, should we accept this claim that it's a global earth? He says, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah even said, there's a consensus that it's a global earth. It's a consensus that there's a global earth and that is narrated by other scholars. He mentions Ibn al-Munadi and others. Also, there was a question once, uh, there's a few of them here. One of them was mentioned to a Sheikh al-Fawzan, did they go to the moon? Did they go to the moon or not? Another one that brothers might sit there for, 50 hours, you know, 10 hours a week, Allah, like a full-time job almost. Part-time job, 10 hours a week looking into videos and looking into articles and looking into all types of things. 10 hours a week, part-time job, 40 hours in the month. You could earn a lot of money if you actually went and did a part-time job instead of watching the YouTube videos. They asked Sheikh al-Fawzan, what do you think? Can we affirm uh, that they went to the moon or not? His answer was, when they asked him this, he said, let them go to the moon. In Arabic it's better, he says, Let them go if they want to go. That was his reply. When they asked him, Sheikh, what do you think about the, you know, going to the moon, and they say they went to the moon, etc. He said, let them go if they want to go. Let them go if they want to go. And then he said, what does it harm you? What does it harm you? Whether they actually did go or they didn't go. What does it harm you and your religion? What does it harm you? He said, let them be. If they are able, then let them go. If they are able, then let them go. Good for them. How does it harm you in any way and what does it affect you? And then again he said, Allah has not burdened you with this. Allah has not burdened you with this. And you'll find many many of these There's many of these answers uh, Many of these uh, Questions where scholars have been asked About these kinds of topics And they always give that Consistency in the answer No matter what the answer is They always are upon consistency In saying this is not An affair that Allah Has burdened you with And it's a mistake If a person makes this into an affair To burden yourself with To sit there for hours and hours looking into videos and looking into articles and looking into evidences and looking into all the the theories as to why they didn't go to the moon and the theories as to why the global earth is false and it's a flat earth. It is a mistake. I've even heard people arguing over it. You're arguing whether the earth is global or flat. Have you lost your minds? What are you going to do arguing over that? It is not even a topic to be studied or learnt in that kind of detail, the scholars, they mention it. Like in these ayat of tafsir, it'll come up. And in some other the books here and there, the scholars will touch upon it. Touch upon it. But something that they touched upon and they mentioned, no one is going to say that as a beginner student of knowledge, who hasn't even completed maybe kitab at yet, hasn't even completed the basic books, Tahawiyah, Wasatiyah, whatever it might be, That you're going to sit there for hours and hours reading articles and YouTube videos and all types of things. Proof that it's a flat earth. Proof that they're all lying to you. It's not a global earth. Proof that they lied to you about the moon. Good if they did. Doesn't harm you whether they went to the moon or they didn't go to the moon. Doesn't harm you whether it's a global earth or a flat earth. There's no act of worship that is connected to those facts directly. If it's a flat earth, is that going to change your day for fasting or something? If it's a global earth, are you going to do it different? It doesn't affect these affairs, and that's why the scholars they advise a sheikh al fauzan especially. And these are the scholars that Allah told us to return back to. These are the scholars. fasalu al kuntum la ta'lamun. Return to the people of knowledge, the wara'atul the ulama. They are the ones who advise. And if they're all advising you and telling you this is a nonsense, it is not something for you, meaning this argumentation over these affairs and delving into these affairs to a level that is not required and it is not needed, then that is the advice and the guidance that you follow. Not that you think you are better, you think you are better and you know better and the scholars are all masakeen and they don't know but you know. No, you leave these affairs as they are, there is no reason to delve into them if you've looked into it briefly, you've looked into some of this tafsir, and you've come to the conclusion it's a flat earth, good, no problem. There are scholars who took that opinion, no problem at all. But if you look at these evidences, and we're going to come to some more of the ayat later on as well, and you accept these opinions, you accept the opinion of a Shaykh I mean, you agree with him, and what he says, and his evidences he gives that it's a global earth, good for you, nothing wrong with that. But the problem is when people want to make something wrong with that That you're upon error and you're misguided if you believe it's a flat earth Or you're upon error and you're misguided if you believe it's a global earth That is the mistake You're not going to hear any scholar tell you that You go to a Sheikh al-Fawzan I challenge you to get that answer out of him Go to any of the scholars alive today And see if any of them give you any answer other than what Sheikh al-Fawzan said here It's not something Allah has burdened you with Yes, there are some details, and for the student of knowledge who gets into that and further on in his studies, you may look at some of these affairs in a bit more detail, but what some of the people they do sitting there for hours and hours and hours, watching YouTube videos and reports and documents and all types of things, working out, it's a flat earth, working out, no, it's a global earth, working out this, working out that, all that effort you're doing, if you were to put all of that effort into learning the tafsir of Juz Amma you would get a thousand times more benefit if you put all of those hours of youtube videos and theories that you're looking into and articles you're reading if you read the tafsir of the quran and learned the tafsir of the different chapters in that same amount of time you would benefit a thousand times more there is nobody who's going to deny that and that's why when the scholars they say life is so short and the knowledge is so great. Look at even just that, four or five shelves. Four or five shelves. How long would it take you to go through every book, to read through and learn every book on these shelves? That would take you 10, 20 years maybe. And that's just four or five shelves there. You go to the library in the Al-Masjid al-Nabawi, it's twice the size of this mosque full of shelves. How much knowledge there is and how short our lives are. Meaning, you're never going to be able to take in all of knowledge. You're never going to be able to take in all of knowledge. Because life simply isn't long enough. It's impossible. You're not going to be able to do it. So if that is something we are agreed upon, without a doubt, that the knowledge is so vast, you're not going to learn all of it. You're not going to learn all of it. If that is the case, it means you're going to have to choose and prioritize. You have to. We are agreed it's impossible to learn everything. Life is too short. Meaning you're going to have to prioritize then what you learn. So now when you start prioritizing, you're going to have to prioritize learning your Aqeedah, learning Tawheed, learning tafsir. Learning Arabic language, memorizing the Qur'an, memorizing the Qur'an. The people who want to now investigate and look into all of these things, and globe and flat and moon and no moon, how much of the Qur'an have they memorized yet? Are they hafiz? done and dusted? Now they got time to look into all these other things? How much of the hadith Bukhari? Thousands of hadith in there, how many have they memorized out of the Bukhari? How many hadith do they know? All of the knowledge that should be prioritized isn't, and instead all of these theories and globe and flat And these things are prioritized That is a mistake and it is not from the tarbiyah of the scholars The tarbiyah of the scholars Is not to get involved with those affairs And overburden yourself With something that Allah has not burdened you with So here as Shaykh al He briefly mentions it Barely a paragraph And that's his whole thing on it Barely a paragraph He tells you yes Some of the scholars They took this evidence, this ayah, as an evidence that maybe it indicates that it's a flat earth, and that is the opinion of some of the Islamic scholars of the past, some famous ones as well. And then he says, however, there are other ayat, and we're going to get to some of them later, which indicate that it's a global earth. And according to him, he says, that is what appears to be clear, that is what appears to be the correct position, that it is a global earth and not a uh, flat earth. Uh, and he gives more examples. Uh, some of those that he's going to give later or are going to come later. We'll leave those but others. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ تَمُدُّ مَدَّ الْأَدِيمِ أي مَدَّ الْجِلْتِ حَتَّى لَا يَكُونَ فِيهَا جِبَال وَلَا أَوْدِيَةِ ولا يَذَرُهَا الْرَبُّ عَزَّ صَفْصَفَا لَا تُرَى فِيهَا عِوَجًا وَلَا أُمْتًا So here, it mentions, he says that on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, the earth is going to be made flat. It mentions in the evidences in ayat a hadith how, All of the earth will be made flat on that day. All of the mountains will be made flat. There will be no valleys in the ground. It will be a flat plain of earth on that day. Meaning, he says, the scholars use that as an evidence to say what then? That right now, it's not a flat earth. If right now it's already a flat earth, then they say these evidences would not be as applicable because these evidences now indicate on the day of judgment It's going to become a completely flat earth Meaning right now it is something other than a flat earth uh, And he says Wal wa-q-i', And of course the Sheikh's opinion is that it's a global earth as So he says Al wa-q-i al-an, According to his opinion he says The reality which can be witnessed and experienced which is certain without a doubt is that it's a global earth. And he, say, and he gives his evidences and his uh, reasoning behind some of these things. He says, if you were to start in Saudi Arabia, and start walking in a particular direction, for example, west. Keep walking west all the way, never move off west. All the way keep walking west, he says. Then eventually, he says, you would end up back at the same place that you started from. That if you're on a point of, you know, this is what he mentions, if you're at a point on the earth, and you travel in a constant direction forwards, westwards for example, constantly all the way, then you would come back to the same point you started from the east, because you'd come back around the earth to that same point if you didn't go off course at all. He says that's a a possible uh, explanation or reason as to why it's a global earth. And same, he says the opposite. And the same, if you start from a point and move eastwards, never going off course, remaining east all the way, then eventually you would come back to the same point that you started from. So he says there is no doubt that it is a global round. He says, what if somebody comes and says to you, then well if it's a globe as you're saying, it's a globe, then how does the water stay on it? Because the water on the bottom side of the globe would fall off. So how does the water stay on it if it's a globe? He says, إِنَّ الَّذِي أَمْسَكَ السَّمَاءَ This is one of the the best answers Assuming now it is a global earth And if somebody asks you that question But if it's a global earth How is the water not falling off the bottom of the earth The globe on the bottom side of it And all of it in fact Why is it not just rolling off Flowing all off The sheikh says Just like the one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who maintains and keeps a hold of the sky above you From collapsing down on you Then likewise he can keep the water held in place Without it falling out Then why does the sky not just fall down on top of us? Just like the one Allah who kept the sky Maintained and held above then he likewise maintains and keeps the water in place. That is one clear answer. Uh, and then uh, so yes. So these four points. Then that, that is all he mentions. He says ثم قال عز وجل لما بين من آياتي هذه الآيات الأربعة الإبل Jibal والجبال والأرض. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then mentioned these four signs, when Allah mentioned these four signs, uh, the camels, the sky, the mountains, and the earth, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his messenger, Inna ma anta so remind them, O oh Muhammad wasallam. indeed you are the one who reminds. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned all of those different signs, the, the magnificent creation of the camel, the heavens, the sky above us that maintains itself above, and the mountains like pegs in the ground, and the ground itself laid out. All of those great tremendous signs of Allah. Then after that Allah says so remind them. Remind them all of these signs. Remind them. You are the one who reminds O Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa But that is the section that we'll stop on for today. That final part we'll do next time then. From that ayah. inna ma anta مُذَكِّرْ From there to the end. We'll finish that off from next week, insha'Allah ta'ala. We'll stop on that one for today. Any questions up to that? Any questions? No Flat Earth, Global Earth questions. All right, we'll conclude upon that for today. Um, huh. is there any the about which, is, which is one going around the earth around the sun or the sun around the earth? Uh, No, with that one, the majority of the scholars, almost everybody is agreed that the sun moves or is stationary. Here in science and in the, in the schools and everything, academics in the world, everywhere, they teach you that the sun is in one place and all the planets go around it. But the scholars, almost all of the scholars, almost all of them are agreed because the ayat are much clearer about that. The ayat are much clearer, that the sun moves That is the opinion and that is the correct opinion. There are, you know, the odd scholars here or there who said, no, maybe it's possible it could be the other way around, even Shaykh al-Albani. But the clear and correct opinion on that uh, from the ayat, which are much clearer than this issue of round or globe, is that the sun moves. There are many hadith about it and, you know, like the, the hadith at the end of time when the sun comes to rise up and Allah doesn't give it permission to rise up. And then uh, uh, eventually, then it rises up from the other side, from the east. So there are examples and evidences that the scholars they say it is the sun that moves. Sir, hmm. uh, you mentioned before about wasting time and pointless debates, Any uh, more advice for uh, young people about uh, just generally wasting time online, or even if it isn't about hmm. that? spending hours and hours on social media. Or uh, it's true. This is one of the biggest problems the amount of time that is wasted on social media you know this social media didn't exist 15 years ago, 20 years ago and in those days there was there there wasn't as much to waste your time on in those days the mobile phones 20 years ago you couldn't do anything on them nothing, just take the calls and write your text messages, that was it there was nothing on the snake game you could have the snake game and that was it there was nothing on the phones. There was no internet on the phones. They weren't even color phones, black and white. There was nothing on them. But nowadays, just the phone, you don't even have to have a computer, laptop, anything. Everybody's got the phone in their pocket. You can sit there and do everything on the phone. You can literally do anything on the phone. Recently now, I translated a book which is going to get published. I did it on my phone. Because uh, uh, when I was coming back from Saudi Arabia on the plane had some time on the plane. What are you going to do on the plane? Nothing else to do. So I sat there and I was doing it on my phone. Didn't have my laptop or anything else. Did it on my phone. You can have your files and everything on your phone. Everything can be done these days on the devices. And they're making them more and more powerful and ability to do more and more things on them. And it becomes a big fitna for the people that everything is right there at the touch of a button you put on the internet, you put on this site, you put on that, you put on Twitter, you put on Facebook, you do this, you do that. And you can spend all day on it Wasting your time Looking at all those things And after that one hour Two hours You've been browsing this Browsing that What have you actually benefited From that two hours From that three hours What have you actually benefited It's a big waste of time And it's a big fitna All of these devices That's why one of the scholars Just today I translated something One of the scholars Sheikh Arafat Sheikh Arafat he said When you ask people about the Quran Have you got a timetable To memorize your Qur'an and to to check over the parts you've memorized, to revise it. Have you got a timetable? That every day I'm going to do half an hour or between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Or in the morning, 8 p.m. tonight. Have you got a timetable for the Qur'an? He says, most people haven't. Most people have no timetable for the Qur'an. Just whenever. Maybe a month goes by and they haven't touched the Qur'an. They have no timetable with the Qur'an. They should be regular with it, but they have nothing with it. He says, but their devices... You will never see them without their device Looking at Facebook or this or that Whatever they're doing Their device never separates from their hand But the Quran they don't even have a timetable to revise or review And go over and check and nothing So this is the calamity these days It's very important to try and keep yourself away from that Keep yourself away from all this social media You don't need to be on all these platforms All these social media platforms They aren't really of that much benefit at all even if you're going to say, yeah, but there's Islamic benefits and there's Islamic this and Islamic that and get articles and whatever, it's still not that much of benefit. If you're going to do that, be very, very, uh, restrict yourself. Restrict yourself a lot. Purely go to this particular website or this particular social media because you're going to get some benefit or some hadith or whatever and that's it. Don't start looking around and scrolling through and spending an hour reading the tweets from a thousand different accounts don't do that. Don't waste your time doing those things. Anything else? Alright, we'll stop on that for today then. We'll continue next week insha'Allah ta'ala. Sallallahu